When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Michael Hamford from What Culture, and I'm joined by Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to discuss everything that might happen on tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. <laughs> but first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture wherever you get your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only preview and review Friday Night Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We also wrestler interviews if they've got something to plug. Have roundtable discussions and have a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Cedric, special of the week, etc., etc., etc. This is stiggity, 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 stiggity stacked, and not just because I can use Elimination Chamber Fallout as my big title. Uh, is it? Yeah, there's a lot of terrible storytelling yeah, on this show. That's what stacked me. A lot of incredibly not over characters on this show. A lot of incredibly perfunctory, forgettable three star, sub three star stuff on this show. There's also some terrible pro wrestling on the show. It also has the most commercially successful professional wrestling storyline in three years <laughs> on this show. You said a lot three times there, which means good. Apparently so. Oh, yeah. Apparently they're interchangeable these days. Like if you're if you're an idiot, Scott uh, from Gaming needs a studio in like half an hour. I don't know how we're going to get through all this. There's so does much, he? So much to cover. Does he? Is he got it booked in at half ten? Has he? Something like that. Yeah. I will see about that. <laughs> right. Revenge. Revenge. We've got to start, as you pointed out. Do we have to with this uh, commercially successful story? It is the only thing not that we're going to discuss today. This never happens. The only thing that we're going to discuss today that isn't on W.com's preview page so far, but it's the one thing we can make some sort of assumption over. Sami Zayn was on Raw on Monday and pledged to stop the bloodline and obviously was trying to use that to get Kevin Owens on side. But the bloodline predominantly reside on SmackDown. I'm not expecting Roman Reigns because it's rare that he appears and they haven't advertised him. Yeah. Solo Sakura and the Usos and Paul Heyman, however, possibly. Have you any sort of predictions or thoughts for how they pick back up from Chamber and for what went on with Sami and Kevin? I'm interested in, (laughs) I thought they had the great idea at the Royal Rumble with Jey Uso because it was so faithful to his character arc. Mm. I don't give a damn what the Tribal Chief says following the events of late 2020. There's always been that, well, not always, but they've kept it there enough, the idea that Jey Uso really kind of resents Roman Reigns yeah. and doing his bidding, and he's been called a bitch as a result. He's got like that PTSD with how the bloodline came together, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I'm interested in how they resolve or build upon the very transparently obvious mistake that Sami Zayn did when he speared Jay. Yeah. It's one of those things where... I don't think I'll be able to buy Jay doing any kind of 
I don't know if you have my best interests because you very clearly accidentally speared me at Elimination Chamber, which was an honest mistake. Roman moved out of the way. You were trying to spear him, but you speared me, Sammy. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. It's like having a long-term story at work if you had your headphones on and bumped into me as I was leaving the office. <laughs> I wouldn't have a match with you at WrestleMania because of that. Yeah. Because it was so obvious what had happened. <laughs> and if it wasn't obvious, you know what we could do? Hamlet, you try to attack me in that downstairs wrestling office, and I'm not happy with you. You know what you could say? Uh-huh. Let's go upstairs and just check the CCTV. Yeah. And then we'd go up there with our knowledge that there are CCTV devices. Sometimes, Cedric, you see things on camera that you don't catch live. That's what Paul Heyman told me. Paul Heyman sucks. <laughs> And I was just checking the CCTV, and I was like, oh, you know what happened there? I was looking at my phone, mm-hmm. because I'm chronically addicted <laughs> to Twitter and all the rest of it, and I was probably just, like, checking which Spotify playlist I was going to listen to, or which album. You had your headphones in, uh-huh. and we bumped into each other, and it was an honest mistake. Yeah. There was no malice. Mm-hmm. There was no intent. We still really get on. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. All resolved. Well, to that point... We'll do so how are they going to? You well, are better at WWE inside <laughs> stuff than me. How are they going to? It's one thing in the heat of the moment. Yes, because I think this whole thing at Elimination Chamber was flawed. Mm-hmm. It might have made sense in the heat of the moment, and you could do the conflicted thing. They could watch it back, but through the parameters of how WWE does things, i.e., quite poorly. Yeah, it's one thing where Roman sidesteps, Sami Zayn. Spears J accidentally. Heat of the moment, tensions are high. They're not thinking straight. They're hopped on adrenaline. Very complicated emotions going into this. Jay Uso, in that state, as that character, could have been well within his rights to go, What the fuck have you just done? And start hammering each other. Mm-hmm. And Sami Zayn has gone, well, Don't do that to me. I have to do it back. I have to defend myself. And it wouldn't necessarily matter. In that live context that they watch the TV show because it would still, oh, you shouldn't hit me. Oh, no, I shouldn't yeah. hit you. That sort of thing. Because then you can't see sense if you're that annoyed with someone. Mm. The logical thing just doesn't enter your head because you can't see straight. I don't think they can do this after the fact. I don't think they will. You've, and I understand why. You use the parameters that WWE don't do things very well. But those parameters have been applied to various points of this story. And then this story has been that great rule-proven exception within WWE that, like, ah, oh, do we have to change the parameters for this one? Are they getting this right? There's been, like, so many segments where they've done something great out of not really knowing how they could not get out of a jam, but they've wrote themselves into something that requires a payoff. I don't like get out of a jam for this story. Yes. Because it implies, like, 20 years of Vincent Mann's negligence where it's like they've created the jam with which they then create yes. the way to get out of. It, it, like, that has to be talked about a lot because I do feel like there's a bunch of people, especially within, like, the online space, that are, understandably so, kind of watching all of this from a distance. Like, I've read some three-year-old takes on this. Yeah, like going PLE to PLE or seeing one clip of a segment on Twitter and making their mind up about a storyline, having not seen all the other stuff. I think this is not about that Sammy and Jay mistake. And I genuinely think they're, going, they're doing a nice thing here and they'll probably happen on different shows to make believable the space between the two sides. Sammy is trying to get Kevin back with him and there is this idea that the two of them can just never come together. In the meantime, Jay and Jimmy are going to start to drift apart 
and you have those two things happening at the very same time. Sammy and Kevin coming together, the Usos drifting apart, and the bond between Sammy and Kevin being stronger than that of two brothers. And you've got Elimination Chamber to use as the setup for that. So we already know... So Jimmy and Jay had that tag title match where Jay arrived late, but said, look, you're my brother. Like, regardless of this yeah. bloodline drama, way tight. Nothing separates us. Elimination Chamber was the thing that separated them. Jimmy Uso came out. He was a goon. He was a heel. He was a cheater. It was like... You, there was no ambiguity about what Jimmy Uso was there to do. He once got along with Sami Zayn, but not anymore. Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, etc. Jay Uso couldn't make the call. Yes, he got spared by Sami. So J- Jimmy, as a heel, says, like, why'd you pick Sami? He speared you. Yeah. And Jay, intelligent, goes, well, it was an accident. And Jimmy's like, why, why are you sticking up for him? And then there we are. We're on our way to like the, the seeds of discontent between the Usos, right as the uh, Kevin and Sami unit come together. Yeah. And I think you build those two things separately at the same time, while the match itself sort of exists on the horizon, I would really like that as the way you arrive at that match. There's one more way, now that I think about it, that they could do this. There could be some kind of confrontation backstage in the ring, whatever, preferably in the ring, so it's not unbelievably f- stupid. You're not don't it's mean like stupid on the back of the production trucks. Whispered with the boom mic. Preferably, preferably something that isn't stupid, okay? They could have this conversation, Sammy and Jay, where say, look, it was an accident. I did not want it to go down that way. But why did you hesitate, Jay? Why did you even... Why why did the thought cross your mind to screw me out of my big moment in Montreal that I've worked so hard for? You know what he's like. You know what he's like. And Jay could sort of mull over this in the segment. Sami Zayn keeps at this thread, keeps pulling at it, pulling at it, pulling at it, saying stuff like, you know that Roman's a bad guy here. You know that you could be main event Jay, and then he takes it a little bit too far, saying something to Jay along the lines of, you know, you're just his bitch. I don't want to be his bitch anymore. Why are you still his bitch? Why are you still his bitch? And Jay could kick the cat. Mm-hmm. Everything he wants to do, he knows Sami Zayn is absolutely right. He knows that he has no counter argument. He got out. He got he out. out. He is jealous of Sami Zayn for having the agency and the balls to do that which he hasn't had the courage and the inner strength to do yet. And the more Sami negs him, the more he keeps saying, you should be more like me, that jealousy will turn into resentment and then he'll kick the cat and he's going to attack Sami. Maybe not tonight, they could... Leave the tensions there and then pick it up again next week. We've still got lots of time to go through. But basically, the idea that I'm trying to posit here is that everything he wants to do to Roman, but is kind of too gutless to do yet, because they could revisit this at SummerSlam, he's going to do it to Sammy. He's going to kick the cat and he's going to project. And Jimmy looks at that and assumes that everything's fine between them two. Yes. Oh, we're on the same page. Cool. Yeah. We're not. He's just not thinking. I like that too. This is it. This is. This is why people pick what culture wrestling. It is. Like, this is why people pick what culture wrestling. Uh, one of the other reasons is because we can pivot from that to some like thing that I've kind of like. There's two things that are paired together here. Um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair are going to oh. have a face off, oh, right, which is good because we get a little bit longer before Charlotte Flair has to have a match. But also, uh, Rey Mysterio and Karrion Cross are being rematched, which is weird because Rey beat him fairly conclusively before the Rumble, and it doesn't feel like Karrion Cross has had anything going on since then, which told his own story, but we're going back to that tonight. And last week, that and felt... finished. Yeah. Last week, that felt a bit strange. What are we doing that for? Like, why has Ray got this high-profile match? And then you realise that Rhea's got a face-off with Charlotte. And on Raw, on Monday, Dominic said, 
I think I might go along with Rhea Ripley. That's because they're... They're in, in the, the flipping judgment day. And on the other side... And very literally on the other side, on SmackDown, Dominic's finally here. Like, are these two things going to collide? Like, is this is Dominic going to be there for Rhea Ripley, and then does Rey Mysterio come out? Or does Dominic say, I'm just going to chill backstage, Rhea. You go do your thing, and then is he going to emerge for the Rey Mysterio match later on? I'm trying to figure out how all of this is formatted on the same show. And in order to do this, I tend to get into a headspace. Yes. Just part of my process. Now, the joint winner of guessing where things go on Dynamite. So I think this is a good, insightful uh-huh. way of trying to determine... Um, how all of this unfolds and how it's formatted on the night. So bear with me. It's just my process. Very insightful. Are you ready for a good time? Are you ready for a good time? Friday night. You know what that means? I'm actually getting to do a job. Whoopee, Tony. Whoopee. Well... Let's see what you got for me, Tony. Is there a, is there an athletic big man, the likes of which Bill Watts told me you can make a lot of money with? Is there some good technical wrestling? <laughs> is there at least a bit of strange for JR to leer at? Where's JR Strange, Tony? Where's JR Strange, Tony? Where's that? Where's my strange, Tony? It's Friday night. I'm ready to party. I, I didn't need to bring out another book to let you know that I'm cooking. Give me my strange. That's my strange, Tony. Oh, oh young bucks again. <laughs> and uh, who's going to be officiating this match? Oh, it's uh bald fella whose name <laughs> escapes me. Right. No, the other one. Uh, I don't know. The one who doesn't know what the goddamn rules are. <laughs> the one where I keep saying, you know, you should have more than one referee as opposed to a half. Do you know how, like, in the Monday Night Wars? And what's this guy called? I can't remember his name. Not Bryce Ramsberg. Bryce Ramsberg is competent. <laughs> <laughs> this other fella is a young Bucks referee. It's kind of, you know... I thought that was him. Screwed yeah. around too much. He just screwed around too much. There, there was he stuff doing, oh, like... Uh, damn it, what's he called? Uh, let's have a look. I've got Bryce. There's a picture of him holding the chainsaw. Uh, Aubrey Edwards... Not her. Uh, on the tip of my tongue, Tony. We've got... Ah! Uh, oh, it's Rick Knox. Rick Knox, <laughs> God damn it! It was in the freaking Wikipedia page. Rick Knox. <laughs> <laughs> the Young Bucks again, so that's what it is anyway. Now, uh, what are these theme tunes uh, in WWE? Don't I was gonna say, are you ready for a good time? Isn't even smacked anymore. Is that, it's that indistinct, yeah, it's like that SmackDown. Oh, like did you not have ECDC? No, not anymore. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't skip that anymore. <laughs> uh, I wish I knew how the themes went in this yeah. year company because. Mysterio. This is. This is a from underneath. And sales, for Christ's sake. And then through <laughs> a mask. I don't know. I like the guy, but I don't put the freaking world title on him. Yeah, I think, like, you know, the Monday Night War when uh, Bischoff would have, like, a monitor with Raw on. So he yeah, could yeah, the program directly. I think Jim just does that with SmackDown because he'd rather watch it. He just rather watch it. He's, he's recording rubber. I think uh, Bill Watts told me you can make a lot of money with an athletic big man. And if that carry on cross, has got, <laughs> got money written all over him. 
knew you were going across. Yes, so anyway. So in my head, you do the face-to-face. Yeah. And then uh, Charles Flair's going to be insufferable. Yeah. It's going to be an insufferable off between Dominic Mysterio and Charlotte Flair. They are going to make Dominic Mysterio feel like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in comparison, which is not (laughs) ideal for his heel heat, but regardless. Yeah. And then Dominic Mysterio is going to say, you know, you talk a good game, Charlotte Flair, the daughter of Rick. (laughs) But Rhea Ripley is going to kick your ass at WrestleMania, just like I, Dominic Mysterio, am going to kick my deadbeat dead, Rey Mysterio's ass at WrestleMania. That's good, because I know who everyone is now. I wasn't clear before, so I appreciate Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Yes, yes. If there's an extra casual fan... You have to do all the names, yeah, and you have to state the relationship between all of the performers all of the time in case they get confused. They're a bit stupid as well. Do you think Dominic could say, uh, "Hey, Charlotte, you know a thing or two about prison because of your deadbeat dad, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, a sixteen time? I don't know why I'm going Von Mysterio here, <laughs> <laughs> like ex con Von, but yeah, you got a deadbeat dad too. We're not, we're not too different, you and I, Charlotte Flair. They could do that. They could also have. Is it actually the match? Karen Cross versus Ray. Yep. Why do they keep endangering Ray Mysterio? Anyway, <laughs> so do the match. Dom could just simply interfere mm-hmm. and Ray loses. 
and Ray is going to say on camera, you know, everyone knows how WWE works. If I won that, I was going to get a title shot. Oh. These matches don't just happen to advance other stories. It's yep. about winning titles mm-hmm. when we say it is. And bloody hell, Dom, I'm not going to see you at WrestleMania yet, but you are annoying me. Yeah. And it's an indication that I keep doing this, I'm going to see you at WrestleMania. Maybe I'm sick of you coming to me. Maybe I do need to go to you. Maybe I need to be bold and go to Monday Night Raw myself. They set something up on Raw. Yes. Where Dominic Mysterio's got a match of stakes and significance. For the first time in a while, there's something that Dominic actually cares about. Yes. Because he's being like an arsehole. That's like he's unbothered by so much in the Judgment Day. And Ray uses that as his... Yes. Yeah. The face-off, I hope, does have Dominic or does have the Judgment Day as comedy because Charlotte Flair is a babyface for this. Just does not feel like it can work. Charlotte Flair as a babyface feels untenable. Charlotte Flair herself is increasingly feeling untenable, but especially as a babyface. I'm looking forward to the hairdryer noises because they are going to need them. They yeah. are going to need that to plug those bad boys in and uh, she play it loud. Be like, do you, do you not remember WrestleMania from three years ago? Uh, oh. Like, if they think that's charming, us, you cannot do it. If I'm Rhea Ripley, I'm bringing out the love props. I'm bringing out a calendar. Yes. And I'm going to say... What is the date on this calendar, Charlotte? It's 2023. (laughs) Deal with it. Stop talking about March 2020. It depresses me. Yeah, aye. Um, Aye, no more notes on that. But uh, I will say this for the Rhea Charlotte thing. Now that Bianca and Asuka is set up, uh, this feels even bigger. Like Rhea Ripley winning the Royal Rumble, having this match against Charlotte Flair. This feels like substantially bigger a title match than Bianca Blair and Asuka because that's... As mid as mid card gets on Monday Night Raw, so there was discussion that I I suggest that you do the Usos versus Owens and Sami Zayn as the night one main event, so Roman goes into night two with his bloodline falling apart and all that. A lot of people are pitching this, so I'm interested to see how WWE start positioning it. Do they want you to start perceiving this as a main event thing? Do they put this on SmackDown last, for example? Because there's ways they can do that, isn't there? There's ways yeah. they can elevate the perception of this. So I'm kind of keen to see how that plays out as well. I think that's doing a double turn. Yeah, there's, I, there's no way to build this up. People have to get the hairdryer out because no one cares about Charlotte Flair as a baby face. I think so too. I'm interested in what they do for that main event because I like the idea of parity and yes. more wrestling events across the world should be headlined by women. Um, but at the same time, a 25 to 30 minute tag team main event at WrestleMania would be something else. Huge. Especially when it's the biggest tag team match they've booked. That's it and it's a story, in isn't it? Like, Biggest tag team match they've booked, all if it all goes well, of the century. Yeah, at least. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it just feels more like a main event, doesn't it? Sometimes you can't really argue against that. Um, well, it doesn't feel anything at all like a main event, but does feature six people I quite like in the SmackDown mid card at the moment. Is Imperium versus this surprisingly great big man little team of Braun Strowman and Ricochet, and the impending heel turn Madcap Moss, who's basically into flexing and. Like, talking about how good he looks. Emma's there to build him up. She's, like, been cast again as kind of, like, the most charming babyface version of himself. Really hard-eyed for Madcap Moss. But Madcap Moss is increasingly looking hard-eyed for himself. And WWE, funny this, it's really quite good with narcissistic heels. Yeah. So, like, I assume Madcap Moss will lose as part of this Braun and Ricochet six-man match. But he will immediately assume it couldn't possibly be his fault. It's a, it's like running off losing a gun for last week, which is why we've got Imperium, and it's kind of the very, very end of Braun and Ricochet versus um, Imperium as a tag feud as well. Yeah. Kind of tying up a couple of loose ends here, I think. Aye. Madcap Moss will take the fall. Maybe they'll do some kind of mistake. I don't know if it's funnier if he's just completely to blame, like 
Bang to right, right, black yeah. and white, open and shut. He has lost the match for his team definitively because I like... Look, the ceiling for Madcap Moss is a mid-card heel. Mm-hmm. He didn't get over as a baby face. He's not... He's just a good mid-carder, I mm. guess. He's got that great explosion why I think people wanted to think he was going to be a good baby face. The fact of the matter is, he did not get over so maybe a new, uh, definitely a new character direction is needed. Because I'll never take him seriously as a main event star, I just don't think he has eight. The next best thing is to give me some just stupid little mid-card laughs. And the more, I think this thing's got legs, only if he just loses conclusively. Mm-hmm. And the mental gymnastics about why he lost and the stupid lengths to which he convinces himself that yeah. he was not to blame. That's where the comedy is in this bit. So that's what I want to see tonight. Like next week, Emma saying something along the lines, like, don't worry. Like, you tried your hardest, you just got beat. And him going into complete denial mode with her. And saying, well, I got beat, but it's nothing to do with how hard I tried. Did you see Braun at ringside not coming in to help me? Yeah, Where yeah, was yeah. Ricochet's flying when I needed it? Yeah, yeah that kind that of thing. Of stuff, yeah. Yeah. Right, you've had your vegetables. They were almost certainly impeccably cooked because you were making them. Yes. Um, but you've had them... Tonight, Cedric, and it is dessert because Mountain Dew Pitch Black is 127% of your daily sugar intake. Tonight, don't talk about doing the Dew. I'm out. Yeah, out of, out of stock. That's not a hint for anybody to send some more. It's I'm not just a hint. so sad. It's like my favourite soft drink. We are literally having it like a sugar crash. I've just been sad since. <laughs> no, honestly, man, it's, it's unbelievable stuff. I think it's my second favourite soft drink of all time. What's your favourite? Cherry Coke. Just like your standard... Full fat, color brand. cherry yeah. Coke. No, I like that. I'm big into Pepsi Max cherry at the moment. It's, I That's it's good. A, it's the best, like... Shockingly good. Non-sugar, like zero, whatever drink going on. Pepsi Max cherry's very good. Cherry Coke is the one. Tell you what. I like an iron brew. I will do a beg on this podcast, because if there's any kicking around, as a as a sort of a nice compliment to the Mountain Dew pitch black care package we got from Jeff Ravemaker, a legend. If in America... There is Mountain Dew Pitch Black uh, zero calories still on the shelf. Send a couple of them our way. We'll yeah, f- I want to. I want to know what that's like. I want there? the full. F- oh, no, no, I want the guilt-free version. I want the. I want the guilt version. <laughs> you I want, want the guilt t- version. Taste, taste the guilt. Cherry Coke. Mm-hmm. Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Yep. Pepsi Cherry Max. Yeah. Iron Brew. Were you ever a dandelion and burdock guy? Not to cook with it. Like, like, did you ever? You strike me as somebody that would quite like dandelion and burdock. Yes, yeah. but I very quickly get over the craving. Yeah. It's not have, a regular. You have one and you think, oh, yeah, this, I love this when I was a kid. You have one. I'm done for two years. Yeah, I'm done for two yeah. years. Exactly. Iron Brew's fourth. I really like Iron Brew. Don't really drink it enough. You can't really find... I'm not that cheap, mm. but Pop's just a needless, unhealthy, deceptively unhealthy thing. So bad for you. So I like to get snide. Yep. Fake. Aldi and Little do a good run. Yeah, yeah. But they don't do a Snide Iron Brew, which is uh, unfortunate. Their Fanta Zero is unbelievable. Orange Pop. It's yes. It's really good. So Iron Brew's fourth. I was to complete... You can't get a dodgy... You can't, yeah, you can't get Iron Brew from... I think it might be like an Asda or a Tesco's one because it's spelled Iron with a O in it because obviously the pop one... I've seen it, just n- none of my local nah. groceries yeah. have it. What would be my fifth? I like Lucasade Original every now and then, you know. I like Lucasade Original. Mm. I do. Maybe that would be fifth. Good one. Maybe that would be fair. When you were a kid, did you ever uh, have a can of shandy bass and pretend you were pissed? No, I'm a bit drunk. Yeah, of course it's I did. Shandy bass. It's my candy tabs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah smoking, smoking a candy tab and drinking shandy bass. Get me a cider apple. I've had enough, mate. <laughs> right. 
Uh, aye. Um, the reason we're talking about uh, you. empty calorie food and drink is because tonight is the return of the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. Bray Wyatt is making it up as he goes along. The man is a sandwich board for whatever the hell they're going to throw at him advertising-wise. He put Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley's names in his mouth, and we have no idea where that's going because there's frigging Omos on Raw, and that's not apparently um, a bait and switch. It's real. What's going on? Well, according to Dave Meltzer of the reputable Wrestling Observer newsletter, and he often gets the WrestleMania card bang on mm. in advance. It was not a bait and switch. It was not a red herring. You're getting Brock Lesnar versus Omos, and guess what? Yes. Yes. It's going to rule. Would you rather have the most cliched Paul Heyman layout, Paul Heyman layout ever against someone who's got actual talent, knowing that it's never going to be the best version of itself because they found a cliched pattern and it works for them, even though it kind of increasingly doesn't? Or do you want to see Omoska German? The whole, like, imagine having a match in, your, in the palm of your hand where the one question is, can he pick him up? And it's Lesnar. I'm, I'm sold. Like, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> can he pick well, him up? Not only is it... The quintessential formula for professional wrestling magic. We have seen it. It's Brock Lesnar. There shouldn't be any doubt. No. The drama. It's going to be, I think it's the best Brock Lesnar match in years. Yeah. I genuinely love this combination, especially from the ashes of a Gunther thing that people were bang into. Oh, aye. If you, if you can't do that, go freak show. And this is it. And this leaves Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley, which is stupid. What's so fantastic about this is... It's just, this does not get talked about as a stupid thing enough. Last week on SmackDown, before Elimination Chamber, Bray Wyatt did an in-ring promo. Yeah. And he said... With Howdy, like, running the ropes. Yes. Doing NXT drills in the background. Words to the effect of, there is going to be a Clash of the Titans, a Battle of the Behemoths, and I want the one who kills the other. I want the biggest muscle monster next. Okay, right. Because he's laid down the challenge, technically, the person who won that match mm-hmm. was Bobby Lashley, and he got kicked in the balls. Bye, How is care. that an effective <laughs> way of building up a match between this absolutely massive muscle dude and like the scary, creepy guy with who's no cruiserweight himself mm-hmm. and has the power of his mind? They cannot build that match by saying, I want the best badass at WrestleMania. Well, you got kicked in the balls and won... On a technicality, so that leaves you. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. The entire Lashley Lesnar program was pathetic. Do you know what's so funny to me about Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt? He's got. So, so like, I cannot wait. Like the the pairing, it doesn't scream great chemistry, but I hope it's silly. I hope it's for. I hope it's something adjacent to Mountain View, Mountain View Pitchback. Basically, I'd rather look at something like that than have to see a straight up match between these two. But I yeah, think, I think we'll get it as well. But I love the idea that immediately you look at like who they've got in their entourages or whatever. So you've got Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley. There's your singles match. But then um, Uncle Howdy and, and MVP, yeah. theoretically, as the manager figures, that they can physically go, they can interact. That leaves the Hurt Business to fight like the puppets, like the bin bag fiend. Yes. Or like the ones that were watching Uncle Howdy drop that CM Punk elbow at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, They're like, that's Cedric and Shelton's job. Like three months of getting them back together. I can't believe we've, like Triple H has gone for it. Like Shelton's gone to Cedric. Cedric, Cedric, he's only taking the bait. Yeah, he's doing the hurt business. You're joking. Now, nah, like three months backstage, when yes, us talking to MVP, he's actually doing it. You kidding? I, nice said WrestleMania got big plans, big money match. Apparently, you're joking. Shelton, this is amazing. This is the best news. I'm going to call my family. Like, 
order WrestleMania now. Get right, resubscribe to Peacock. I yes, know you, I know you unsubscribe, so I'm never on it. Yes, like resubscribe. I'm going to be on WrestleMania. Yes, are you fighting? Well, we've put uh, one of our NXT extras. We've put Grayson Waller in a bin bag, and he's a fiend. Enjoy. <laughs> you remember when Enzo and all the lot used to wear those like masks with the triple H entrances? Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, we've we've got like Von Wagner's uh, like Oscar's the pig. We've put a pig head on. Like this does not. I am not a pig. I am not a pig. This makes no sense to me. <laughs> I mean, he's right in the case of Bray Wyatt, but either her business having to get run off by Firefly Von House puppets. I'll be the what witch. I... What, what would I be the witch laugh like if she was chasing away the hurt business? <laughs> And here we are at the Firefly Funhouse where these characters are brought into the story. What does this look like? Brit I'm going to skip to this first tomorrow morning. It's Howdy going to appear in the Funhouse for the first time. That would be like crossing the streams to the Bray universes, wouldn't it? I think. I don't know. Is that, I don't know how it works. Genuinely, is tonight the, re- the shoot return of the Flipping Fiend? Because it would always be the, the whole point of the Firefly Funhouse, when we actually were instructed to look for one, was that like everybody's having a good old time. Flash. Wait a minute. What was that terrifying murder clown? Yes. Is he? Is a fiend? Well, now we've seen the Firefly Funhouse, and there was no fiend. There was no fiend, wasn't there? Because it was the eve of the Royal Rumble, and Bray Wyatt said, "You've opened the door. I'm not responsible for who walks through it." And I thought, "Oh God, give me the fiend, please!" <laughs> and it was like the Predator at a rave. Yeah, <laughs> it was, that was his new monster, wasn't it? I the Predator. So you got the fiend. Uh, Uncle Howdy, the Predator at a rave. Yeah. Mr. Rogers. Uh, the cult leader. Aye. But he, uh, Some people like sort of the... Cape Fear. Husky Harris. Even like wrestling tights, Bray. God, he's... I love that promo that he cut a few weeks ago when he was just like, I'm all of them, actually. I know. <laughs> that was so great, wasn't it? Noticed that a lot of people on Reddit making a lot of stupid-ass theories about me yet again. I'm just all of them. I'm just all of them. See you next week. Buy the shirt. <laughs> I'm going to fast forward to this. Yeah, feels big. It's class because Bobby Lashley is not going to sell the fear. He isn't. No. It would be funny if he does, but he's not going to. Cedric so, and Shelton can. Yeah. They need to be like losers that get sucked into all of this while Bobby yeah, Lashley yeah. tries to no sell it. Aye. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't, can't wait, wait for this. Uh, let us know if you wish. If you're still a Bray Wyatt Mark, an unapologetic one, or a Fiend fan, of which there are plenty of us, let us know in the replies. Okay. Uh, of the, uh, well, us. <laughs> uh, what you think is going to happen in the Firefly Funhouse and indeed on all of this Smackdown um, uh, in the tweet below this podcast when it gets released later on today there's also the AW Rampage preview there'll be a host of other stuff wrestle culture maybe we're not too sure yet Adam, so. Adam Wilborn's enjoying a well in day off today so maybe not today um, but there'll be all the other usual podcasts there's all our weekend content there's videos as well there's all that good stuff and a normal service will be resumed thank you very much for spending your time with us today if you want to uh, spend some more time with us on Twitter you can do you can find your Michael Sidgwick where? At M. Sidgwick. You can find me at Michael Hamlet. You can find all of us at What Culture WB. Until the next time, we will see you soon. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.